Hi, and welcome to the Little Ferraro Kitchen Food Show. I am Samantha with the Little Ferraro Kitchen. I'm a food blogger, a cookbook author, and a cooking instructor. On this show, we'll be talking all about weeknight cooking, recipes, fun ingredients. Basically, if you love cooking and love talking about food, this is the place to be. Welcome back to the Little Ferraro Kitchen Cooking Show. My name is Samantha Ferraro, your host. And if you love cooking and love talking about food as much as I do, you are in the right place. So don't go anywhere. On this week's episode, we are diving head first into Thanksgiving recipes. We have about two weeks until the big day, one of the biggest cooking days in the United States, and we need to start prepping for it now. So today's episode is going to be all about how to prep ahead so you're not so stressed and so focused on getting things last minute before the big turkey day. For the last few years, we have been hosting Thanksgiving, which is always so much fun. But the first time I ever hosted Thanksgiving, I was so stressed. I thought I would have this, you know, leisurely day because I know how to cook and I know usually how to plan. And I was taking on so much that it was actually more stressful than enjoyable. So ever since then, I kind of put my pride aside. I don't want to make everything from scratch. And that is totally okay. And I also ask some friends or whoever's coming over to bring a side dish. That way, it gets a little bit less stress off the host. So I've learned my lesson over the years. And since then, I've come up with a good amount of tips to plan ahead. So you're not as stressed as I was (laughs) the first year I was hosting Thanksgiving. Because we have about two weeks until Thanksgiving, now is the perfect time to go through your cupboard, go through your freezer, go through that spice cabinet, and figure out what you need to get, throw out things that have expired or you're not sure of, and we're going to start fresh and start making a list. Now is the time to start making that list of all those things that can sit in your cupboard and sit in your freezer before Thanksgiving. That way, when you go shopping a few days before, you're not so stressed with a really long shopping list. Canned goods are one of the first things you should go through in your cupboard to figure out what you need more of, what has expired. So some of the things that you can get in the store now are canned evaporated milk and canned condensed milk, which is perfect for pumpkin pies and other cream-based pies. If you don't make your own broth or stock, honestly, nobody's going to know, now is the time to get those containers of broth or containers of stock. And I actually like something called Better Than Bouillon. It's a condensed stock in a small jar. And what I like to do is I just take about a teaspoon for every one to two cups of water. And I just keep that jar in my fridge and it lasts me for months. So if you look for Better Better Than Bouillon is the name of it. That's one of my favorite things. And they also have it for vegetable stock, chicken stock, beef stock, and they might have it for turkey stock as well. Canned pumpkin is another canned item that you should get right now. Canned pumpkin always sells out a few days before Thanksgiving. And if you're not roasting your own pumpkin, which we'll talk about a little bit later, now is the time to stock up on that canned pumpkin. And here's a little tip. If you don't find canned pumpkin where all the other seasonal items are, look in the dog food aisle because there's often canned pumpkin in the dog food aisle and it's just pumpkin in a can. There's no additives, but I would just read the instructions 
products or the ingredients just in case. But look for canned pumpkin in the dog food aisle. You might find a few cans there that nobody else knows about. Another thing you can get are flowers and sugars. Sometimes we have flowers in our cupboard that we never use. Take a peek in it. See if they're still good. See if your sugar is still good, especially your brown sugar. Is it hard as rock? Do you need a new, softer brown sugar? Now is the time to get it because that's another thing that always sells out. And while you get that brown sugar, another tip is when you bring it home from the grocery store and you're ready to use it, put a piece of soft bread in there. And that helps capture any excess moisture to prevent clumping in the brown sugar. So get the brown sugar now, put some bread in there and you are good to go. Another thing that sells out pretty quickly are nuts and dried fruit. Sometimes we use it for desserts or for salads and nuts sell out really quickly. I remember I was looking for, I think it was pine nuts or almonds and three stores didn't have it. And that was my fault. I should have bought those ahead of time. But pine nuts, actually really any nut, pine nuts, almonds, walnuts, pecans, they all freeze really well. So if you do buy them, put the bag in the freezer and when you're ready to use it, you don't have to frost it, just use it as you would. Same thing goes for dried fruit. Dried fruit lasts forever. Those dried cranberries, dried cherries, or any other dried fruits, get it now, keep it in your cupboard, and they are ready to go for when you are ready to add them to your salads or your desserts or pies or whatever you want to add them to. Another area to stock up on are all your freezer items. This is a great time to go through the freezer and see what you have in there, what you can toss, and to really start cleaning it out because you are going to have leftovers, you're going to make some recipes ahead of time, and you need room in your freezer. Not to mention the turkey that hopefully you have already ordered. You might want to keep that in your freezer until you are ready to defrost it. But for now, if you are going shopping and you need to freeze your items that you want to get ahead of time, So my favorite things to get are pie crust. You know, the first year I was doing Thanksgiving, I thought, oh, I'm going to make pie crust. I'm going to do all these things. I made homemade bread. It was very stressful. So from now on, I am always buying pie crust. It is done. It's easy. All I have to do is pre-bake it in the oven for about 10 minutes and then add any filling. It holds well in the freezer. It stacks very easily. It doesn't take up a lot of space. So now's a great time to get either those pre-made pie crusts in the tin or even those ones that come in those little retractable cans that you have to roll out. Get the pie crust now. I promise you it will sell out when we get closer to Thanksgiving. In addition to pie crust, look for puff pastry. I have talked about puff pastry numerous times because it's such an easy item to have when you want to really make an impressive dessert or appetizer or even a tart. And puff pastry is always delicious. You can do savory, you can do sweet things with it. But if you are looking for like a last minute appetizer, a last minute tart, grab a few puff pastries. They also hold up really well in the freezer. They defrost very quickly and it's one of my favorite things to have. Now, my favorite thing to get ahead of time and to keep in the freezer is butter. Butter freezes so well. In fact, we keep our butter in the freezer all year long. It never goes bad. The only thing is you have to plan ahead when you want to thaw it out, but really just stick it on the counter the night before and you're good to go. 
definitely get a few packs of butter. Butter always sells out, especially if you want specific butter. The Kerrygold is probably one of our favorites. And I also always look for unsalted butter personally, just because I like to control the amount of salt that goes into the recipe. But if you are looking for butter, now's the time to get it. Get a few, get more than you think you need, <laughs> because it is Thanksgiving and we always put butter in everything, don't we? Another thing you can get ahead of time are really hearty vegetables. So in this case, it would be gourds and squashes and pumpkins. And some of my favorite ones to get are delicata squash. It's a really tender squash where you can just slice right through it peel and all, and you can roast it really easily. I actually have a really good recipe that is on my website where I roast delicata squash and I add a crispy panko topping right on top. And the panko topping has Parmesan cheese and sage and a little olive oil. And I mix it all together. I sprinkle it onto the delicata squash. I gently press it in and then I roast it in the oven for about 35 to 40 minutes until the squash is nice and tender. And it is such an easy recipe, not to mention if you want to make it closer, obviously, to Thanksgiving, delicata squash lasts quite some time. All these winter squashes, they have a really hard uh, exterior, so they last months. Some other favorite squashes are acorn squash and kabocha squash. Both of those squashes are bigger than delicata squash, and technically you can eat the peel of those as well but they are a little thicker, so it's not my preference. But these are great squashes to get ahead of time because they are so hearty and they can last on your counter really for months. Sometimes I keep them on my counter through the next season and they are perfectly fine. So if you do find some squashes, I would grab those now because they make for great, well, centerpieces, but also for great side dishes. They roast up really well. All you have to do is drizzle some olive oil or some spices like uh cinnamon or even a drizzle of maple syrup and you roast it and you top it with some pomegranate seeds and people are always so impressed because it looks so beautiful and it's so effortless. So grab some hearty winter squashes now while you see them. And also if you're local, the Bellingham Farmer's Market is still going on for a few more weeks and a lot of farmers have some beautiful squashes. So check those out. Even butternut squashes are one of my favorites as well for soups and pastas. Check those out. Grab a bunch. That way you don't have to carry these heavy squashes days before Thanksgiving. They are done and ready on your counter. Now I do want to say if you are not planning on buying canned pumpkin and you would rather roast it yourself, with the squashes you will often find sugar pie pumpkin or if you were lucky enough to go to Gordon Skagit Farms this season and they have my favorite pumpkin called the Winter Luxury Pumpkin, you can roast it really easily and then also just keep it in the freezer for when you are ready to use it in your recipes. And really, all you have to do is take your pumpkin, cut it in half, pop it in the oven for a really long time, at least an hour, until the peel starts to peel away from the flesh and it's incredibly soft. You can also test this by taking a knife and piercing it through. And if it goes through easily, it's ready and done. Then from there, scoop out the seeds, let it cool. And then I like to take the flesh and put it through a food processor or blender just a little bit, just to pulse it a few times to get it really smooth and really creamy. And then from there, put it in a resealable plastic bag, such as a Ziploc bag, lay it flat, and then pop it in the freezer and you have homemade easy roasted pumpkin puree 
for your recipes. Now, besides food, this is also a great time to go through your kitchen and find out what tools you need for your cooking, for your recipes. One of the first things I always look at is butcher string, which is just twine. You can often find it, I would say, near the meat department in a grocery store or where there's other kind of toiletry items or paper plates, things like that. And it's so funny because every year I always hear someone saying, oh, I always thought I had butcher string and I was ready to, you know, tie my turkey up and I didn't have any. And there's other ways around it. You can use uh, tin foil to do it. I mean, there's definitely other ways, but now's the time to look for that butcher string buy a few balls of it, and now you have butcher string. You don't have to worry about how you're going to truss up or tie up your turkey. Another thing to look into is, do you have all of your platters and utensils for serving? The first year I was hosting Thanksgiving, I thought, oh, I'm going to use all my beautiful platters and all these beautiful serving dishes. And that just winds up being a lot of uh, cleat up <laughs> afterwards. So to be honest, I like to serve things in their cooking vessel usually. And if someone brings a side dish and it's already in a container, you know what? It's still going to taste just the same <laughs> in that container. But if you do want to use some platters, I would start going through all your platters and your utensils. And even if you want to start labeling it, get a post-it and write down what you think you might want to put on that platter. So if you have a beautiful big turkey platter, you know, take a post-it, write turkey on there and just stick it on there. That way you know this platter is just for this item. Or if you have a big serving bowl for salad, you can do the same thing. This will be for salad and so on. So I would start doing that now. And if not, just let everyone put their dishes <laughs> right on the table and it's still gonna be absolutely delicious. Another plan ahead tip I have is to get your knives sharpened. We still have about two weeks left, but it might be a good idea to take those knives and get them nice and sharp so when you are prepping and carving your turkey or whatever you are making, it just slides right through. So look for a local knife sharpener, even some stores, I, I think like Williams-Sonoma or some other high-end kitchen stores might do it, but that is something to look into. So look for a local knife sharpener, get your knives sharpened, and now you will be ready for carving on Thanksgiving. In addition to planning ahead, I also like to make a list and think of some recipes that I can make ahead and freeze. That way I'm not worrying about it when it gets closer to Thanksgiving. And one of my favorite things to do is to make cranberry sauce. It is so easy to make your own cranberry sauce. And really all you have to do is take your cranberries, sugar. I like to add some apples and some pomegranate seeds sometimes. I put a cinnamon stick in there, a little water and I just let it cook until it's incredibly sweet and incredibly jammy. And then I let it cool. And then I put that in the freezer. I'll put it in a Ziploc bag or in a container with a little space. And I just let it stay in the freezer. I defrost it the night before and cranberry sauce is done. And I know we already talked about pie crust, but if you are making your own pie crust, now's a great time to do that. You already bought your flour, you already bought your butter. So make a few batches of pie crust and you can either form it in your pie tin and put that in the freezer, or you can also bake it off until it's completely cooked, depending what kind of pie you're making, and then let that cool and then put that in the freezer as well. You can also do this for cookies or other kind of pastry things 
thing. Sometimes I make batches of cookie dough and I just form it into a disc or sometimes I will bake them off into cookies and I pop it in the freezer and it just cuts the time in half. Vegetables are also great to freeze ahead. And I actually just talked about this on my Instagram, but I saw some beautiful leeks at the farmer's market uh, a few weeks ago. And I knew I wouldn't get to them before they went bad. So I thought, oh, let me freeze them. And what I did was I sliced through them. I cleaned them very well because leeks grow in the dirt. So they have dirt between the layers. Clean them really well. I like to zhuzh them in some water, let them dry. And then I put them in a Ziploc bag and I just pop it in the freezer. And it's so easy because I love adding leeks to my stuffing. And now half that prep is done. And I do the same thing for onions. You can do the same thing for garlic or something leafy like kale and chard also freeze really well. So if you see some beautiful vegetables and you want the prep to be done, do it now, pop it in the freezer, and now you can just add it to your stuffing or to any other side dish. And speaking of stuffing, now is the time to get that bread and cube the bread, toast the bread, and freeze the bread. Stuffing is one of my favorite things to make for Thanksgiving, and I will be making a lot of it this year. And what I like to do is I get a loaf of bread, depending on what kind of stuffing I am making. Lately, I've been doing a challah stuffing, so you can get a loaf of challah, or you can get a loaf of your favorite uh, sourdough or white bread, or even ciabatta is delicious. And because stuffing needs a dry bread to soak up all that liquid, now's the time to prep for that. So you can cut it into cubes or even you can tear it up into small cubes and then place it in the oven for about 10 minutes at 300, 350 degrees. You don't want to toast the bread too much. You're just looking to dry it out. Now, if you have stale bread, well, your work is done. But once that's nice and dry, let it cool and then put that in a large Ziploc bag and then in the freezer. And now when you're ready to make your stuffing, take the bread out, let it thaw completely, and then just finish your stuffing as you would. And because you're already adding all this uh liquids and flavorings, nobody will even know that the bread was frozen. And speaking of freezing bread, I haven't tried this before, but I believe it will work is you can actually make your stuffing and freeze the cooked stuffing as well. So what I would do if I was trying this, and I haven't tried it yet, so don't quote me, is I would make my stuffing completely. I would cook it, I would add everything, I would let it cool completely, and then I would place that into the oven. And then when you're ready to reheat it, you can just put it in a low oven at maybe 300 to 350 degrees to just warm through because everything will be cooked already. So if you were to do that, I would put that in a disposal tin container and then I would wrap it really well with plastic wrap or tin foil and leave it in the oven until Thanksgiving and then as your turkey is resting after you've roasted it put the stuffing into the oven and then just let it warm up until it's warm all the way through and stuffing is done. I hope some of these ideas helped you to think about planning ahead for Thanksgiving. On the next episode, we will be diving deep in last minute Thanksgiving questions. And I will include a few of my favorite Thanksgiving recipes in the show notes. So please check that out. And of course, if you have any Thanksgiving questions, you can find me all over social media. I'm on Instagram at Ferraro Kitchen. I'm on Facebook at The Little Ferraro Kitchen. 
Kitchen. And if you are looking for more recipe inspiration, head to my website at littleferrarokitchen.com. And I look forward to hearing what you're cooking this holiday season. Until then, happy cooking.